Show, episode number 388. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me here at the beautiful, spacious, incredibly hot Casa de Cold Coffee. Is it hot in here? Bro, it's not necessarily it's hot in here. It's just I'm about re- you know. As I could turn the air on. I'm not really. I'm not talking so much about the Casa de Cold Coffee <laughs> as I'm just talking about Las Vegas itself right now. We're, we are in a heat wave. We are in a heat wave, man. It is 108 degrees right now as we sit down to record this episode of the MMA Roadshow. And by the way, that's not even the projected high for the no, day. No, it it's is expe- not. It's, it's expected to get even higher. And uh, it, I it's just, so late in the year for it. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm as much as I love to yeah. brag about Las Vegas and what a great place it is to live and how much I have enjoyed being here for the past 14 years and how other people should consider it as an option. <laughs> Usually by this time, it's the temperature is starting to creep down a little bit, and that's not the case right now. And yeah, man, it's just that stark reminder. Like, damn, we do live in a desert, don't yeah, we? Yeah, it's supposed to get like on like averages of like one twelve, like most of the sweet. And you know what's great during a drought when like Lake Mead's running out of water? A heat wave. Oh yeah, we love it. We love it. Just see yeah, how many dead shit. bodies we can find out there, <laughs> man. Let's just well, at least they'll burn up real quick. They'll get real all crispy real quick. Yeah, yeah it's nuts, man. For it to happen this late in the year, it just feels so weird. I was telling a friend, I was like, uh, yeah, man, we're getting another heat wave, and they're like, is that normal? I was like, no. I was like. This whole summer, you know, it's gotten warm, but I don't feel like it got as hot as it did last year. At least I felt like we had longer, bigger, hotter days for most of the summer. The summer, you know, all intents and purposes, has been light. Hasn't been bad. So I feel like, but this you know, late. summer's like, oh, y'all thought you knew Vegas. Hold we'll, on. Let we'll, me come back. We'll give a shout out to anybody coming in town for next week for USC 279. Just in case you're wondering. If you're listening now and you're thinking, well, well damn it. I was thinking about going to Vegas next week for USC 279, but now the guys are saying it's incredibly hot. I don't know if I want to go. Don't worry. By Thursday of next week, it'll only be 109. (laughs) (laughs) So don't pack all your jeans. Yeah, Friday, 107. (laughs) Leave your sweatshirt at home. I mean, I know it could be fall elsewhere and all those other kind of things. Leave leave the cardigan at home. Oh, man. Uh, Pack lots of shorts. Pack your swim trunks. It's gonna be a warm one. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a warm one. But then we get into hot. then we get into hopefully but hopefully it starts to cool off. And then October. Ah, the greatest it's month good. of the year. October and April. I say it every time. But if you're coming to Vegas, October or April. Make sure you make your picks around yes. this. All right, listen, it was a uh, a rare Saturday night with no UFC this past weekend. Um certainly there was still plenty of mixed martial arts to go around. Uh plenty of martial arts in general. I'll just say if you didn't catch it. Uh, CFFC 112 and Fury Professional Grappling 5 were both this past weekend on USC Fight Pass in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, my man CM Punk is, is back to wrestling and back to working a little bit. So Dean Thomas was with me both nights. Um, but a pleasure to work with Dean Thomas. Obviously, he's a lot of fun as well. Um, and I didn't know this, actually. Uh, I asked him before the grappling match, uh, before the, the grappling card, actually. I was like, I assumed he was a black belt, but I just wanted to uh, double-check. Because, you know, I mean, if you do a lot of no-gi and you're not doing any gi work, maybe you don't get the belt ranks. And no, he's like, I'm a fourth-degree black belt, actually. No I shit. was like, how about that, I was going to say, Thomas? I would have assumed that he was a black belt, but I'm not fourth You just never know. Like, people that yeah. just only do no-gi, which, I, to be honest with you, I think is something, especially as this sport evolves, 
I mean, like, I think honestly we should look at that. Like, I think you yeah. should be able to get belt ranks even as Nogi because if you think about it, I mean, mixed martial arts was born very much out of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, very much yeah. out of, you know, those, you know, obviously the Gracie family and all that. But if you're really dialed into the sport, if you're really tuned into it, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're going to do Nogi because those are the situations that you're going to be in. But you're learning all those techniques. So then if you were ever to throw a gi on, are you telling me that like if all you've ever done is no gi and you're an elite-level mixed martial artist or at least a capable mixed martial artist, yeah. you're telling me you're a white belt or even a blue belt? Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, so I, I don't know. I, I know and I know that martial arts is steeped in history and tradition and all those things, but I, I kind of feel like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mixed martial arts, no-gi grappling, it all kind of goes hand-in-hand. Hand. I think you ought to be able to advance even in a no-gi setting. Yeah, I mean, I can see where some of you might say, well, you know, what do you put a belt on if you don't have a gi? You know, that's the whole purpose of it. But, I mean, if, if the belt— But it's the rank. But if course, the belt—yeah, right. I was going to say, if the belt is what people are currently using as the level of the ranking or their level of their status or how good they are— Right. I mean, yeah, clearly— Without there being some nuances of like, oh, well, can you do this choke that only uses a gi? Obviously, no, because we're not doing that. But if somebody knows, like, if somebody's a black belt and they're and they're they've came all the way up through no gi, and they're taking on this guy that you know they're wearing a gi and he's like, well, I have a yellow belt, you have you have nothing, you know, the dude's gonna starch him, you know. But there needs to be some sort of thing. I don't know. I've thought about that before, but I always hear in my head like, well, what are you gonna put that belt on what? your shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I would, sir. I, will, I would put that on. I'd rather, I'd wear it like a fucking tie, just so I could be like, "Bitch, look at this." How about that? Come at me. How Come at me. <laughs> uh, so it was fun working. All right. So, a couple comments if you haven't checked it out. First of all, CFFC one twelve. I'm gonna throw it out there right now. Jose Perez. Uh, look, I'm I'm. This guy's fought seven times in CFFC. Okay, yeah. I'm championing for this guy now. I am a fan. You champion for everybody from CFFC. Well, I do. But Anytime. I'm, the other night when they said this guy was like CFFC, I wanted. I was like, "Where's Morgan?" And I was oh, like. Blake Builder. Like, uh, yeah, I was Blake like, Miller. I was like, where's Morgan at right, right now? So that okay. So let me lead all into this because I got fine. By the way, I got to address this. Fine. Yes, I'm a CFFC homer. Damn it, I'm a CFFC homer. But uh, Jose Perez, especially man, looks, I've, I've, I've called seven of his fights now at this yeah. point. So I mean, I, I've seen the guy's skills. He's got talent, man. He's got incredible grappling. Um, he went up against a really tough fighter in Frank Wells, and Jose has like got insane submission skills. But he told me beforehand, he's like, look. I, I want to continue to show the world my striking skills as well. Like, I don't want to just dive at feet, you know what I mean? Like, I want people to know I've got a well-rounded game. And it, it cost him a little bit, you know. He was getting touched up a little yeah. bit. But Frank made one slip on a kick, basically. Uh, Jose followed him to the ground, got to the back, baited him with one side of the choke. Wells defended it perfect, switched to the other side, sunk it in, got the finish. Phenomenal work. Like I said, he just came off that win over Paul Capaldo as well, who had been invited to the Contender Series. So, I think Jose Perez – uh, deserves, if not a USC invitation, at the very least a contender series invitation if there's some space left on some of these final cards. So I'm a fan. I'm cheering for the guy. Yes, I'm championing for him because I'm a CFFC homer. But even more <laughs> for Jose Perez. But so that leads me into Tuesday night, Dana White's contender series. So the cool thing was, and it really worked out really cool. So we had CFFC 112 on Friday night. That bout was the main event. And it was for an interim featherweight title. The reason being that our reigning featherweight champion, Blake Builder, was on Dana White's consider contender, contender series like three series, days yep. later, right? Two or Tuesday, was that four days later? So, um, 
So it worked out perfect. You know, it's like, hey, we've got this interim title because our champ is up for Dana White Contender Series. How cool is this, right? So Blake Builder was the underdog going in. Of course, I was cheering for Blake Builder as well. Blake's a good dude, man. He's a great fighter. And a lot of people, if you follow CFFC especially, you'll remember he had that incredibly emotional speech with CM Punk where yeah. you know he lost his brother. I mean, his brother committed suicide, and he came out and, 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 and won and, and spoke about it openly like to the point that like he was like, call somebody you love. Like, I walked back to my hotel room and called my wife and kid because I was like so like, it's so true, man. We need yeah. to stay in contact. So I'm a fan of Blake Builder. Man, he goes out there and gets the impressive win on Dana White's Contender Series. And so in my head, I'm like, you know what would be dope? Because they're not – obviously, Blake got, got, is, is in the UFC now. I think Jose should be in the UFC. You know what would be cool is if you had the CFSC featherweight champ, the interim featherweight champ, meet in the UFC, kind of an unofficial unification yep. of the titles. And I brought it up to Blake, and I like Blake. Maybe he thought I was trying to disrespect him by saying – maybe he didn't understand the question a little bit. Like, he thought I meant that they would go fight for CFFC, but he was like – Oh, I knew after my last fight I was past that organization. Like I'm in the <laughs> UFC now, and I'm I'm moving on. I think he meant it as like a slight to Jose because like yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but I was kind of like, bro, like don't Start put down the CFSC, th yeah, bro. You like, know what I mean? It got you your platform here. So I was kind of <laughs> like, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Where do you think they saw you from, sir? I know. He's like, oh, I knew I was well past that. Yeah. Note to everyone: thank the platforms that got yeah. you to where you are. You don't have to put them down. I mean, look. At CFFC and, and the other organizations as well. Like, we get it. Like, we want you to go to the next stage. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing is to get you eyeballs and yep. to get you skills and to get you to the next stage. But then when you get there, you ain't got to turn around and be like, oh, I left that old mom and pop behind. Yeah. I'm up in the big time now. You well, know? if anything, he just gave fuel to the fire so that when Jose does come over, that's the shit that he's going to remember. Right. You know, he can, like, you know, I remember hearing that interview where he was like, oh, CFFC. Don't forget where you come from, son. That's boom, what's boom, up. Boom. That's what's up. <laughs> Listen, it was uh, and, and and by the way, shout out as well. Emotional week for uh, for Jose Perez as well, who uh, a week and a half earlier had lost uh, his one of his primary training partners, Isaac Watkins, just twenty years old. Man, he was. Yeah, I was hearing that story that you got that they put on that. I thought that oh was one. man, twenty years old, dude, and, yeah. and and looked really talented. Like looked like okay, this kid's gonna be somebody. Um, and was involved in a car accident in which he was not the driver. He was a passenger um, uh, and, and uh, lost his life far, far, far too young. And, man, Jose had just an amazing thing. The word, the powerful words after where he's like, look, you know, thought about pulling out of this fight. Obviously, yeah. it's, you know, it's a really small team, Gilbert Grappling. They're like a family, so it hit him really hard. And he said, but I realized that this was the last training camp I could ever say that I had Isaac in the room with me. And so because of that, I knew I had to fight and win to honor him. And I was like, bro, like that's yep. that's some next-level stuff. That's, that's so. the one thing that I remember that he oh. said. You know, because, yeah, as soon as I heard that, I was like, holy shit. It just yeah. it hit like Cause it, it, times it, 100 once, it, he did, once he said that. And I don't know why. Like it's one thing to be like, oh, well, we just wanted to do it in his memory or we wanted to do it to honor him. You know what I mean? Like I've heard people say yeah. that. But for him to say – this is the last training camp that he was ever a part yeah, of. Didn't want to waste I it. Didn't want to waste that training camp. I was like, it was God. intense. It was that intense. Moved me, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You'd have to be a piece of rock to not get moved at uh, that one. I'm telling you. So I don't know. Ho proud of both those guys. Again, I'm 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 shouting for Jose to get in there. And then uh, the the grappling card on uh, the following night on Saturday was great as well. I love the uh, the Fury Professional grappling cards. Yeah. Main event: Clay Guida, Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres. They 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 had a split draw, which was because it was a great match. Like their styles, the way they match up, it's exactly what you think. Yeah, Guida's takedowns, like relentless takedowns. He was getting those and scoring points with that. Meanwhile, Bruce Leroy was scrambling to the back, getting to a he had a, a couple really deep submission opportunities that 
Clay had to fight out of. And so it was just, it was like, how are you looking at this? A tough one. And, and the judge's decision, it was uh, one for Clay, one for Bruce, and one for a draw. So it was a, it was a split. And yeah. it, was, it was kind of those ones like, you, you want winners and losers, like you want finality, but it was just like, Damn, it was such a good match. Like I'm kind of with that being that a way. draw. Like I'm totally cool. It with was kind of better that way. Yeah. yeah, it was really really cool just seeing those guys. I mean, I like I, if you had to have two cats to help sort of anchor a show that you know are going to bring it. I mean, like Bruce Leroy. I mean, well Clay. I don't know. I don't know who I'm more surprised by every time they show up and just outperform. Because mm-hmm. I love seeing Leroy get in there, Bruce Leroy get in there. Because I just like there's times you're like, man, you forget how good he is when he just you does do. jujitsu. Yeah. But then in the same sense. Clay, you just forget how good he is. You know, I can see where somebody's like, oh, clearly this is going to be, you know, Bruce Leroy is going to get this one, no problem. And then Clay's like, watch my wrestling do what my wrestling does. And, and, and oh, by the way, my jujitsu's not so bad either. Not too bad. Yeah. So It was a lot of fun. If you, if you was that his out. dad that, w- that was his slapping him? His dad slapped him. So I didn't realize that either. Yeah. So his brother was actually supposed to be on the card. And I think, I think it's okay to say his brother got like uh, – uh, Food, uh, what do you call it? Uh, food poisoning? Food poisoning. His br- brother yeah. got, so his br- brother got food poisoning. He's I like was wondering trying. why his brother wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, it was so the day of, we find out, like, dude, he can't go. And then I was like, well, maybe he'll at least come in and slap Clay a little bit. Slap, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, as silly as that sounds. Probably like, didn't want fun. people to, like, have questions. Yeah, like, why, oh, why is he out? not here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so, yeah, so it was his maybe dad, only, actually. Maybe more special because that, didn't they say that, was that the first time that it first ever happened? First time his dad had been in his corner. It was just so funny because he was like, he was hesitant. I was like, come on, slap him. Slam, but I think that was probably maybe that was even more special for Clay just having sure. that moment. I'm, I'm sure, like it was into it. But I mean, when I saw was saw that, I was like, dude, that's cool. Like, I mean, little stuff like that, you know, that you don't get to see happen mm-hmm. on a lot of the big events, you know, because they have their cornermen, they have their coaches. Got to have licensed cornermen. Got to have. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, just to be able to like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna have my pops right there. My pops is gonna so slap cool. me in. That's so. It was so cool. Um, but even like, what was the other match that I thought was the Petrovsky uh, uh, Anders Eric Anders Anders. fight? That was dope. I mean, like you forget how good that cat is, you know. And, and like you said, I didn't realize how good Eric Anders, like his pedigree, yeah. was as well. It's a purple you know? belt world championship, but it's still a world still, championship. You know, you I know mean, it? it's it's impressive, man. I lo- I love those little shows, man, and it was fun. I mean, like uh, they're the pacing's good. And it's just a nice, so fast. it's just a nice switch I up love it. from it's, other stuff. We we have no filler whatsoever. We don't do a bunch of promos. Yeah. We don't try to like the walk. There's no there's no Vaseline to put on. There's no so I mean like there's no there's no you know check for just get over here, and, take your clothes like, off, get in. There. Let's go, dude. It's seriously <laughs> like the, the walkout for both athletes is like sixty seconds total yeah, between quick. the two of them. So yeah, it's they're quick. it's fun pace, man. It was good good night. So there was that, and then of course, I mean, if you're uh you know uh, looking for a big organization MMA fan as well, of course. One championship had yeah. the back to back events as well, and uh, especially man, um, one on Prime, Prime Video Prime one. That's gig. that's why you know good that they had, but it was a it was a big moment for the company on Prime Video. I didn't get to watch it live because I was actually on air calling um, the grappling event, but I came back to my hotel room. Super easy to find and pull yeah. up uh, my stream. Granted, it was an archive stream, not a live stream, but it was uh, super fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was smooth. Everything was good. Um, and I loved it, man. I, I will say this. Um, and, and, you know, we could talk a little about Demetrius Johnson. But I just I want to talk about the product itself first. Their product is good. Now, obviously, I've, I've watched it before. I don't know if a lot of people may be new to it. But it's, it's pride. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's big time, over the top. And it's good, and I hope you guys checked it out. If you haven't, go check it out because it's an entertaining show. It's worth watching on replay. 
the Muay Thai and the four ounce gloves that I've been saying forever is insane. Like you're seeing like the nastiest strikers on earth in four ounce gloves, and that's fun to watch. Um, so the whole presentation was great. You know what I didn't understand is, and I mean no disrespect to Brent Stover, and I have no idea um, who he is to be honest with you, but I don't understand why they took Michael Chavello kind of out of the lead broadcast role and put this Brent Stover guy in there who was clearly a buttoned-up broadcaster who did the job fine, who had done his research and had his notes and all that. But um, I don't know, like Chavello was still part of the broadcast, but I didn't understand why he wasn't the lead. In fact, there was one point where – they brought Chavello in to say something, and this Brent Stover guy who's running the lead says, and I wrote the quote down because it cracked me up so much. He was like, you bring in Michael Chavello, and the excitement is going to amp up. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yes, so why is. not just have him there the whole time? And I know, and I get it, man. For some people, Chavello can be a little over the top sometimes. And maybe, I don't know if, it's, if, if, if Amazon Prime is worried about that or if it's Maybe it's – and I'm assuming what it is is they just want their cards to feel a little different and to have a little signature. I can see that. I'm, I'm thinking they probably want their cards to have a different flavor to it. But it just felt weird to me. And, again, I'm not trying yeah. to disrespect Brent Stover, but I just feel like they've got a really good guy in Chevelle, and it kind of felt weird to take him out of the driver's seat. Yeah, I wonder if it was – you know, maybe there was just some sort of weird agreement or something. Like you said, I mean, bringing in a new partner yeah. brings in a whole other group of – people that have a say in the matter, you know, and maybe they wanted to try to just maybe bring in so there's a backup, you know, maybe they, they but that would be an interesting one to, to try to bring something in on the biggest new platform yeah. that you're on you to, to switch it up. And again, I mean, I, I like, mean, it wasn't bad. And Chevelle, ex exactly. But you, but it you definitely, bad, but, but you definitely notice a difference. Chevelle's like the signature <laughs> guy, you know what I mean? His, his voice. His voice is signature. And like I said, I, I get it. He's a little over the top for some people. I think he's toned it down a little bit, uh, yeah. you know, but I think he does a great job of the, the uh, Danny Mainus uh, uh, commentary yeah. goes down in history is one of the craziest things I've ever watched. I was literally laughing out loud, crying while I was watching live years and years ago. But, I mean, I think he does a phenomenal job and incredibly well-researched. Like, that yeah. broadcast team, like, do they know their athletes inside out, which I think is probably more important than even for, like, the UFC commentators and things like that. Like, the UFC, I think in some ways, just because a guy's in the UFC, you give him some credit. You know, here – I think these I think these broadcasters do a great job of really educating you on on who these people are and what you're seeing. But I really do think I think one's in a good spot right now. Now again, yeah. this Amazon deal is just U.S. and Canada, so it's not global. But who knows what it could lead to? But I think it's a, it's it, you know these these events are going to be on Friday nights, so they're not going to be going not up competing. against the UFC, yeah. right? They're going to have Friday nights. They're going to do like one a month, and I love the cards. Like I said, you get to see the MMA. Demetrius Johnson looked amazing. But you get to see these insane strikers with yeah. the Muay Thai and the kickboxing. You get submission grappling as well, which, like I said, I, I love as well. Um, I think they're in a good position right now. Yeah. I, for me, I I can't remember if I – I think I maybe heard one person or someone, and I, I couldn't even remember who it was if I had to go back and try to pull it up just to double check. I thought I remember hearing somebody said they had a stream issue that happened just really quickly and then it cleared up. For me – when I first went in there, uh, I had to go underneath the live, like the live TV section, and that's where I was able to find it. I thought at first it would be more prominently placed. It sounds like to you that after the fact, the archive was maybe more prominently placed. Well, no, placed. it was just – it wasn't, and you're right about that. I was surprised that it wasn't a little bit more prominent. Now, again, yeah. remember I told you I'd never used Amazon before, so I didn't but really know like, what to expect. Their library is so huge. It's massive. I can imagine where they're like, well, where do we put this? But I you typed know? like – I type, so I just went to the search bar, and I typed like one – or I think I, I – I just typed one and it came up like and one on Amazon up, Prime, which is good, yeah. you know, rather than just bring up every 
movie in existence that has one in because right. you're dealing with their huge library. But for me, yeah, I didn't initially see it, so I had to go underneath the live TV section, and then boom, it was like maybe the third or fourth option. You know, they had other things going. Um, but yeah, for me, the, I had no problems with the stream. You know, I thought it was great. And of course, and you already talked about the promotion, you know, the production. But um, in terms of just getting past now, I know the next time going where I would find it. But I didn't have any hiccups. And I like the Amazon platform because I have other movies that I bought and other stuff. So now to know that... I can go there and watch movies I've watched over the past and now watch actual live sports. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's, it's huge. It's the first time I think in a long time of MMA – I, I want to make sure I'm saying this right because I think it's true. I feel like it's the first time in a long time where it's like we weren't being asked to buy something new. It's like they're coming out on the streaming platform. That we already that have. Most people already have. Yeah. I mean, if you're not an Amazon Prime member, I mean – God bless you if you somehow survived through a pandemic and didn't get Amazon Prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honey, what can we do to get rid of all these shipping charges? <laughs> I don't know, babe. Let's just keep ordering. <laughs> Let's just keep paying that $7.99. I'm telling you, man. You probably already had Amazon Prime. You know? Somewhere in the pandemic, you signed up for Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was, years, I was years before that. But it, it, at it the very least, the pandemic, come on, when we couldn't go to stores, yeah. you joined Amazon Prime. I know you did. Now now that's a selling point. I mean, like, because, you know, to think that before i didn't even like you said it's something i already paid for amazon prime you already paid for prime because you you're already ordering stuff but so now the fact that you could get free shipping and all the other stuff you already had access to the movies and stuff right now they're saying oh oh hey by the way here's this premier mma organization that's giving you live product that you now have access to for free no upcharge no hey you know pay an extra four dollars a month and get no commercials and this product yeah so i mean good on them i mean doesn't mean it won't change eventually, but at least for at least this first year, I mean, like it doesn't seem like anything's going to change. So I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty darn cool. The, the good news is, like, I mean, good news, I guess. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people think Amazon is the worst company on the planet, and I get that. Um, the good news is, like, they have so much money to burn that, like, I think even if they're losing money on this, it's like a loss leader to yeah. them. Like, that's fine if it's getting people in the door and it's getting people to continue yeah. to sign up for their memberships. That's good. The other thing is, man, I just having Amazon involved just goes to show even though again it's just north america but it just goes to show you i think you know where things i mean I, apple's definitely going to try to stream something you know what i mean yeah. like there's just going to be more money coming into martial yeah. arts and combat sports and that's a good thing because it provides opportunities i mean it's just more places for for fighters to compete like demetrius shots and who looked sensational man i mean fighting a, a guy in adriana marias it looks like he's you know two weight classes bigger if not oh, but, i mean and, and struggled a little bit early but i mean demetrius just such a reminder of how damn good he was. I, I still think demetrius gets underappreciated he's, so he's amazing man i think i think and we used to have this argument before you know like i feel like demetrius kind of got punished because like he dominated the division from the start yeah. so you never realize like how good everybody he was beating was because he beat everybody. It was not like, dude, that dude used to be champ. That dude, yeah, well, nobody ever was a champ because it was only him. So I don't know. Hopefully, it was a reminder to people who might have forgotten how good Demetrius Johnson was. It's just how good he is. Even if even if you don't realize how good Adriana Marias is, and you might not, right. you may have never seen him compete before, and I wouldn't blame you one bit. I know it's been hard to follow one, but when you see a guy that big, <laughs> yeah. you just see a guy that big, and and you wonder now if people come out of the woodworks, oh, that was a fluke. That first win was not a fluke by any means. And even, in fact, in this fight, had DJ down and hit DJ yeah, with some man. knees on the ground. I was like, oh, no, not again. Not again. <laughs> and DJ weathered. He covered up. But I was just like, holy cow. Knees to the grounded opponent is so 
vicious and so damaging. I mean, we I mean, we saw it and we saw it again and it finished the darn fight. I think he was grounded, right? Oh, he was sort of going down. He was grounded this time, but, but yeah, he was you're on right. his way was, down. Stu- well, that was what was so cool is he, DJ the rocked him. And the, the, the slow mo, the, the slow mo is the coolest oh, thing ever. I mean, it's amazing to know that he did that in real time, but watching it in slow mo, it it literally looks like the best fight ending finish, that, like in a movie. It looks like you could put that shit in a movie. It was so good, unbelievable. I mean, and it's just it's so it's just like poetic. People are like, oh. Okay, you finished DJ with the knee, and now here's DJ finishing it with the flying knee. It's great. I think he was already – I mean, like, that knee did damage, but that knee – it was more of DJ driving his weight and that knee into him, into the cage. Oh, he was insane. already done. Yeah, he was staggering He was backwards. already done. You know, back. He probably could have hit him with an elbow or any shot, and it would have dropped DJ- him. But the fact that he chose a knee – and perfectly tracked him over against the cage. It was just like hit him with the walk chef's off. Kiss. That's it. Hit him with the walk <laughs> off. Right. Just nailed it, and then just turned around oh, and walked God. off, dude. He's like, I knew it. I knew it was done. I was like, Oh, DJ, that's why you're the best, man. He's the best, man. That's why you are the best. And we even uh, the guys on the spinning back click, you know, sort of did the same thing talking about you know that show that mm, used to be on. Gonna, I was, I was you know, to, I, I don't running, know if you remembered it. I was running through my memory banks there. I'm trying to, I was like, sounds vaguely familiar. You know, but the guys were like, you know, is this that one where people kind of forgot, you know, DJ as being like the number one flyweight? Was this the performance that they needed to see to say, oh yeah, that's right, he is the best in the world. He dude, he's know? still to me. He still has to be in the greatest of all time conversation, pound for pound. For sure. He's he's right there, man. You got to have sure. him in there. I mean, I, to me, I think it's still John Jones, but I know a lot of people say, hey, if you test positive, you're out, whatever. But I mean, look, there's a couple of guys, and and you know, once you put them in the discussion, you know, Anderson Silva has to be in there, George St. Pierre has to be in there. Uh, you know, you got to have that discussion. I'd, I'd I'd say even you know Fedor Emelianenko has to be in there. Um, you know, and, and anybody can make the case from there, you know, but there's certain guys that, like, if you're having a legitimate discussion about a topic that is impossible to, to decide, yeah. they have to at least be in the talk, and he has to be there. I agree. He Man, and what a just epic performance on his part. I mean, like, don't forget I'm here, guys. That's it. To see what I can do. That's and, it. And, but Marais is the real deal. For anybody to think that he's not, and you just look at his size, the kid is fantastic. He just fought DJ at his absolute best. DJ was – I loved how he was pushing the pace. He wasn't afraid of anything. It was – he's the smaller guy, but he was pushing the direction of the fight. You know, like it was always – Marais having to sort of work around the cage. Like DJ was just pushing. He was fearless, man. And uh, he just – I think he realized, uh, you know, the little subtle things that maybe he didn't do the first one that got him caught. But, man, fantastic performance. And, I mean uh, – it just made me think, like, you know, that particular for- performance, a lot of people want to say, oh, look at the UFC, whatever. That performance was better than some anything that we saw on the UFC in, the, like, the past week oh, or whatever. It was, was just great. so good, man. It was great. So and, good. And, you know, it's funny. Like, obviously, the way things ended at MMA Junkie, I don't like to talk about them a whole lot and give them <laughs> a whole lot of credit. Uh, but I was in charge of their rankings for a long time of executing. I mean, uh, Gorgeous George Garcia yeah. was, did a lot of it, but I was the one that actually administered it. And well, I did kinda, you? I kind of hit him back a little bit yeah. forth. Um, but I kind of forgot it was, it was so, so long ago. So long ago, I forgot I was even part of the team. <laughs> Wait, were you um, a junkie? <laughs> well, for a while, it was a little, just a, just a little, a, a quick stay. You might have missed it. Uh, <laughs> freelance for a little bit. Uh, but no, the, the reason I say it is because Marias um, has been a part of our top 10, you know, when I was at MMA Junkie for 
eight years or something. I mean, he's been in that top ten for a yeah. long time, so it's it's a it's a quality win. So uh, anyway, Craig Florence, like I said, if you didn't check it out, I, I recommend going and and, uh, and watching the replay because I thought it was really good. Their next one will be uh, at the end of September, and like I said, they're doing like one a month now for the rest of the year and on into next year. So um, I really do think it's a unique opportunity for for one championship right now. Another organization that was in action this past weekend was BKFC. Uh, and I'll tell you who looked great over there, another former UFC flyweight, John Dotson, man. If you haven't seen the replay or you want to talk about speed, this man still got it. He got hands. He got the first round knockout. Like he parked at the parking meter out front. He's like, I'll be right back. Or he's just at valet. He went to valet. Keep he's it like, running. Keep it right here. I'll be right back. You, you want me to keep it up front? No, I said keep it keep running. It running. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be right back. He went in and got work done uh, over a fellow USC veteran. So uh, a, a great win for him. And I had talked to him before the fight, and I just love John Dotson. Man, his energy is back. His positivity is back. I think he was kind of struggling with some things for a while, uh, but he is back. And so I uh, wanted you guys to get a chance to hear this conversation uh, with the magician after his big win at BKFC. All right, so John Dodson, man, you said you were going to step into BKFC and you were going to get violent. You were going to let the hands go. And, man, did you deliver on that first-round finish? Incredible. I mean, just come on. Talk to me how you're feeling after, I mean, a fantastic performance like that. I told you I was sacrificing these hands nonstop to go ahead and get that victory, and I made sure I stayed true to my promise. I went out there, and I wasn't a liar, and everyone kept on sitting there going, well, I don't know, Dots is still Dots. And I showed on Saturday night that I did. I went out there with a very tough opponent who's seasoned and well-versed in, like, pretty much taking abuse. But he, as he stepped into the, or the square circle, I almost called it the octagon, my bad, <laughs> stepped into that square circle with me, and he realized, that I was a different breed, different animal, and I showcased why I'm still one of the most violent individuals in the world. Not just BKFC, yeah. not just UFC, just in the world. Yeah, for anybody that hasn't seen the performance, go catch the replay. You can see the highlights. It's so short of a performance, man. It's on social media, basically the whole fight. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. you looked incredible. I mean, bottom line, you looked incredible. How did you feel out there? I mean, that had to feel as good as you felt in, in years. Oh, it felt amazing. I went back down to 25s, and it made sure that I can go ahead and be – supreme and a king again like i felt amazing to know where i should have where i never should have left if i would have stayed at 125 there's there's a whole bunch of different things that would have sat there and could have been mentioned saying having these different discussions me and you could be having you no know, henry cejudo or said there's king of cringe but let's go ahead and just erase that and i just want to step into the new light of me being back at that division i want to go ahead and just say hello to a bunch of new people crack some new faces and introduce me to them i love it well first of all you put your hands up but i didn't see any bandages on them i didn't see any wraps hands no. are fine no problems no my hands are fine they're just good a little swollen you can see my little left one has a little nub on it but that's about it awesome great to hear there so talk to me about how you felt going in john because it is a a new sport right i mean obviously it's boxing but it's bare knuckle it's different everything's a little different i mean I, I, look, you're a veteran. You've been doing this a long time, but I, I got to imagine there's still a little bit of nerves going in. What what was the feel like? Oh, uh, well, one, my anxiety and my nerves were off the chain because of the fact that my brother was fighting first. So I had to go corner him, and, like, I, it's an uncontrollable animal that I know people always, like, just sitting there saying, oh, yeah, you're always so cool, calm, collected. No, I was nervous. I was, like, had butterflies on my stomach, and I watched him go out there and perform. I was like, oh, hell yeah, he's going out there. He got a 23-second 20 knockout. Not only was it just a knockout, but it was knockout of the night for BKFC. He came out there, did his thing. He looked at me and said, hey, 
you got to go and beat my time of 23 seconds. Like, okay, <laughs> I see what we got to do here. So I went out with the fight with Ryan, and it was an interesting matchup. My dude just didn't want to go down. I had to drop him four times, and I've heard, saw some some people questioning him, sitting there saying, oh, man, that was such an early stoppage. John, I don't know why they gave you the victory. And I was like, man, I don't know if y'all watched the whole fight, but if y'all just counting from the last one that I dropped him, and you guys are telling me that was an early stoppage, I feel for you because, I mean, yeah. you, you weren't you have the curve. Yeah. I'm going to say if they said that, they did not watch the whole fight. And that's no disrespect to Ryan because, as you said, man, his durability, his experience, he's a tough guy, man. So, I, But he just got caught here. He just got caught. He just got caught, and I just became – I just reminded everybody who's a, pretty much a wild animal that was set free to go ahead and roam other organizations. <laughs> I love it. So talk to me about that celebration afterwards because, uh, as you, you touched it, you and your brother, both the same night, phenomenal performances. I mean, it's one thing to be happy about yourself, but to be able to share that with your brother as well, that had to be a pretty special night for you guys. Oh, man, it was such an amazing feeling because of the fact that it was a dream come true. Like, what other two brothers have fight have can sit there and say the same thing? We got to share each other's corner, but not only, not only that, but share the same spotlight. And on top of that, both of us to receive the bonuses of that night. I mean, who else to sit there and say that they have just cemented that in, in any type of organization? I don't I mean, I, I know one FC has two brothers, of course, wins that grapple, but me yeah. and my brother got to go ahead and do something spectacular, but both of us getting both finishes, getting the bonuses, getting the job done, and sat there inspiring each other in each other's corners. That's awesome. So let me ask you, John, as cool as that was, would you do it again? Because I always wonder, like, it's amazing that you had that experience, but you touched on it. The nerves and the emotions that you feel when somebody you love is getting in there is so much different than it is even for yourself, right? Because you know you can't control yeah. what happens. You know you can't help them. It's, it's such a weird torture. So would you, would you do it again? Or was it like, I'm glad we did it, but I got to focus on me moving forward? No, I'm always going to be my brother's corner, just like he's always going to be mine. If it happens to be on the same night again, I guarantee you both of us come out with knockouts and that we are having our little side bets that we're going to be doing. So if everyone wants to wonder what those side bets are, y'all going to have to wait. Go subscribe <laughs> to OnlyFans if you guys haven't even heard, if you haven't heard the news. I just jumped on that OnlyFans bandwagon and I'm telling you guys now, it is not going to be that. <laughs> no, none of that stuff. No. If you guys want to hear what's behind the scenes for training, smart, how I'm teaching my individuals, how I teach my students and everybody else, come on board. You guys can get some tips and tricks. And if you guys want me to inspire you and try to help you guys out and give you guys some helpful tips, go check out my OnlyFans. I'll make sure it's going to be the same thing. I'm not going to do anything drastic because I'm not embarrassing nobody, including myself. I'm going to sit there and just be myself, be as cartoony, helpful, and amazing as ever. I, I, so okay, so you're, you're not going to be giving a uh, new meaning to the to the magician, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> nobody nobody gets to play with my magic stick besides my wife. All right, that's all we're sitting there saying. All right, this is what those things are going to be going through. Nobody's going to take a sneak peek, paying for something like that. No, but you can get me to sit there and watch your videos and help you and understand where you need to critique that. If you need anybody to go ahead and help you out through your MMA career journeys, I got you. That's awesome, man. So OnlyFans, and it's not you're in the process of getting it set up, or it's ready to go now. Uh, it's ready to go now. So the site's already up. It's live. I just want to make sure I can get everybody pushed to it and understand, like, 
I'm actually dealing with real fans that want to make progress in their futures or they have questions they want to ask me. I can go ahead and do those. It's not going to be no sneak peeks of anything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's valuable. I mean, to, to, to be able to speak to somebody who has gone through everything, who has made the mistakes, who's made the right choices, who's seen everything behind the scenes. I mean, that could be invaluable information to somebody who's trying to follow in your footsteps. Yeah, like anybody that wants to, I'm going to be more willing to help them out. I'd rather sit there and be blessed with the ability to go ahead and help out the new generation because I want to see other people succeed. I'm a fan of the sport. And I want to see amazing fighters coming from this. And if I can help them like achieve those certain things, that's going to be the thing I want to do. That's awesome, man. I love it. All right. Well, let's look at you moving forward. I mean, uh, hands are good, so that's good to hear. The debut was incredible. Have you had any conversations with BKFC or anybody else about – what the next move is. Are we going to try to fight again before the end of the year? Like, what's what's the plan? Uh, my plan is to hopefully I can fight before the end of this year. I want to fight either BKFC, MMA, anybody that wants to, who's chomping at the bits who just saw me perform like I just did. Everybody pretty much realizes the value of what I still got. It's not like sitting there wondering, like, as if I was Andrew Silva, where I could possibly be doing something, fighting somebody that was – over the hill, like as in Vitor Belfort. Not saying Vitor Belfort was anything less than amazing in his career, but I'm still in my prime. I'm still sitting there doing my thing, and I'm making sure I can make waves from here on out. Like not just like little tiny waves. I'm talking about big old tsunami waves that everybody wants to surf. I'm that dude. I love it. And whatever it is, it's going to be at 25, right? You're 25 now. Yeah, well, not the. Uh, I know I look like I'm 25 years, but it's gonna be at flyweight still. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Awesome, John. Well, listen, man. I just want to say congratulations, man. That was a phenomenal performance. Like I said, you got me excited before the fight, but you you had set a high bar for yourself. But then you go out there and you absolutely deliver. I mean, that was that was stellar, and and I can't wait to see you back in there and do it again, man. Thank you, man. I told you, like I had to make sure I had to tell you the truth, like I. That person that was locked away for so long came out to play on Saturday night, and he was unleashed out there in that monster that everybody loved and the demon that they wanted to see with the speed, the accuracy, the elusiveness. And I'm sorry, Ryan, that I did slap you. I, I didn't realize I slapped the crap out of you. Um, like, I told Ryan even after the fight, like, hey, man, I, like, I, I watch your fights. I'm a huge fan of yours, too. And he was like, you can't tell me that you just got to beat me up. I was like, no, man, like I'm being serious. Like anytime you want to come train with me, I'm willing to come out there, come out to where you are in Dallas, or you can come out here and we can get to working together. It's like, I got a great people out here who can help you out with your camps or anything. It doesn't matter if it's bare knuckle or MMA, let's do this together. And I'll help. I would love to help you grow as an athlete. That's awesome, man. Ryan's a good dude. Every interaction with him I've ever had is a good dude. And he's a fun fighter as well. So that's cool that you reached out to him. He just ran into John Dotson. John Dotson is back, baby. Yeah. He ran into the, well, the most dangerous John Dotson. <laughs> I love it. Awesome, brother. Well, congrats, and we look forward to hearing more fight news. In the meantime, go enjoy some time with your kids. Get that OnlyFans account going, and uh, we'll see you again in the circle real soon. Right now, I'm actually watching Sesame Street, so I had to come outside to go watch the back of I got my youngest it's with so me. Fun. She's all chilling. <laughs> That's the best thing about this. From bare knuckle fighter on Saturday to watching Sesame Street on Tuesday. Ain't, ain't life great? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I oh, don't forget, I'm working on my cookies, too. Me and my wife run a cookie business, so I'm always sitting there making designer sugar cookies left and right. That's all we sit there and, you know, <laughs> somebody wants to be a, a master chef one day. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, a man of many talents. 
yeah, I'd like to go ahead and dabble on different things. Uh, so I have to realize that I need to be a jack of all trades and people who continuously doubt on all of them. I'd rather be a jack, a master of all, a master of many than a master of none. So I love it, man. Well, hopefully all those new businesses will go good. But the old business of fighting is still looking pretty damn good right now. Oh, yes, it is. I'm going to be crushing more people. I can't wait for them to go ahead and give me somebody else. I hope if I get somebody within, like, I don't know, I'd rather fight in that Denver card coming up soon. Like, what, it's in October for BKFC. And if anybody else wants to step up for anything in between, I'm willing to do that, too. Like, y'all want me to go ahead and fight who, Joe Smo or whoever wants to sit there in <clears throat> a rising country. I would love to go out there and go beat up somebody in the foreign lands and be able to sit there and dominate there, too. Challenge has been laid. Maybe we'll see you out there in Thailand. Maybe we'll see you in Colorado. Who knows? We just know we'll see you back. Thailand, Colorado, Japan. I mean, y'all call me. Y'all know have my number. You guys know who to reach to. Yeah, don't. <laughs> mm. Got to hit my manager. <laughs> Love it. John Dots, congrats, man. Enjoy the time off, and we'll see you again real soon. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Always good to catch up with John Dotson. Go check out his – you can't see it, but it, see, Dude. now that's why we need to do video right now because <laughs> Cole Coffee has got the weigh-in pose down, man, the hands wide, <laughs> the stretch. He's got it. Uh, yeah, go check out the OnlyFans. Uh, it, it's fun. I, I, I like kicking it with John Dotson, man. He's, he's uh, And it just like I said, it sounds like he's back and – Man, Bare Knuckle might be the place for him, dude. We'll, we'll, we'll see, That was man. fantastic. Look good. performance. Listen, if you like what you're uh, listening to, and why wouldn't you, man? We're just a couple dudes enjoying a coffee. <laughs> I mean, you know. With, <laughs> Not just any kind of coffee. Uh, that hazelnut. Hazelnut coffee with mocha and cinnamon. I'm going to give the staff an extra bonus I this mean, week. I mean, the staff has done well on flavoring the coffee. I mean, for years and years, we were the two guys sitting down just crushing frosty beverages around the world and talking MMA, but... Now is cold coffee's in training camp. I guess I'm stuck in training camp too. I feel like I feel like now I know what it feels like to be like the significant other of, of a fighter that's like, I'm not eating your your chicken and rice, you jackass. Like I still want to eat some normal stuff. I come just, over here. Just to, drink a beer, Morgan. Let me smell it. God, Let I, me yeah. smell the beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely it. Having uh, having a having a cup of warm hazelnut chocolate and cinnamon coffee, uh, talking some MMA. Uh, yeah, why wouldn't you? So we'd appreciate. Listen, wherever you listen to, if you could take a second to make sure if you're logged in that you can uh, subscribe to us, please. That you can rate us, you can review us, all that stuff helps us out. You could be. Uh, I always check out Apple Podcasts because that's where I listen to podcasts. And you could listen to. I believe this is a new listener here, Cold Coffee. The username is. Scott McSee. Huh. <laughs> Don't think it, I can't play it. Can't, can't play can't I mean, place it. Can't play it. I mean, I know we've had like a day one listener named Scott McCrate who tries ah, it all the time. But this probably him. isn't him. This is a new account. So, yeah, uh, thank new you. listener. Thank you, new listener Scott McSee for opening up a second account and <laughs> logging in. He yeah. says, it, it is funny. He's always so supportive of us. He says, check out the MMA Roadshow every Wednesday. JM and CC break it all down and give their predictions on who they think will win. Fun stuff. Check them out. Thank you, new listener Scott McSee. We certainly <laughs> appreciate you. Now, new listener Scott McSee, if you'd like to up your love for the uh, podcast, support for the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, where for as little as $3 a month you can help support the show. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And, of course, 
give you direct access to us as well. I will say uh, in these extremely busy days of my new transition that cold coffee is handling the community relations a lot more than when I had a little bit more spare time. But I will get back in there more often. But, of course, he relays all the messages to me, including some of these, I believe. And even the ones that get credited to you anyways. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, if you're in there and it's signed-CC, that's cold coffee. And it is funny how many people, like, you'll send a message. They're like, thanks, thanks John. John. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to walk back to the corner. The gimp is going back into his box. I'll be back next week. Um, well, I hope Scott McSee uh, can take the time to meet Scott McCrate sometime. Great, I, think that, I bet they would be good solid friends. Solid dude. I bet they would be good friends. Similar interests. Uh, so, uh, Dukes of Frank. Which we love that nickname. Solid, who solid. came back to the fold um, and also thought that you said welcome back <laughs> and not me. Uh, I, he does have a question. And I know we've talked about this a little bit before. And I know it rings to you because you've done this with your own kid. Mm -hmm. But um, he says, hey, I have a question for you. I know a guy who has a son who's about five and is in Vegas. Mm. The kid is a tornado, if that makes sense. I think everybody understands. Every kid's a tornado at five years old. Uh, I know there's Roxy and Drysdale. Mm -hmm. What would be the good? What would be the one who could direct the energy that if funneled could be a great outlet for the kid? Both parents were Division One athletes, so he mm. will have a good base for anything he chooses. So he's got good genes, that's for sure. Nice Division One, that's a real deal. That's a real deal. Well, first off, let me just say, uh, and, and I will, and I, man, I'll just say this. And I've, you know, Cole Coffey, I know, has heard me say it a million times. So I'm gonna say it anyway. If you've got a kid that is in around that age, five years old, maybe a little bit even older, but I, I started my son at four. Um, get them in martial arts. Get them in Brazilian jiu-jitsu especially. And I say this a million times over, but I believe it to, to, to my core. I believe it to be true. The confidence that it gives you. First of all, it's just a great athletic you yeah. know, practice because you're, you're getting in there, you're pushing, you're pulling, you're, you know, it's all, you got to think while you're doing it. It's mental chess. I mean, you're learning the discipline of traditional martial arts. I was going to say that, it, it, and, and even just touch on that, it could be a discipline. It yeah. doesn't have to be mar mixed martial arts. Right. It doesn't have to be started yeah. MMA. Not MMA. Ta go to karate if you want to go to karate. Go to kung fu if you want to go to kung fu. BJJ. Well, I'm, I'm just, just going to say or, I mean, BJJ. Like, or, but a lot of places wrestling. might not have jujitsu. You I, know, you might be in the middle of wherever, and there's, there might not be a, a gym for that. I would just say the grappling arts, and, and here and here's a big part of it. Wrestling. Why. So wrestling. Wrestling will probably be in your school. Wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, depending on where you are. Um, but listen, I, I say it cause it's a great athletic thing. Like I said, the discipline is there because, you know, it's, it's respect the mat. It's, you know, all those things. Um, but here's the other thing, and I really, really believe this, and any parent will understand this. We know that in, uh, you know, the United States, especially right now, bullying is a problem. I'm sure globally as well, but obviously yeah. I see the stories here in the United States. Bullying on the schoolyards is a problem to the point that, you know, you've got kids taking their own life because they're depressed because of the bullying they're, they're, they're seeking. And I mean, that's every parent's worst nightmare. But the confidence that this gives you, not only just because of what you're doing, but just because if you think back to your childhood, what is a bully trying to do? They're trying to intimidate you. They're trying to scare you, right? Because when you're a kid, if you haven't done training, you don't know what it's like to be punched. You don't know yep. what, what it's like to be in a physical altercation. Yep. So that bully just scares you into being intimidated because you're like, I don't know. I've never been hit. I don't want to. And I always say this about my son. I'm not saying that my son, who's been training since he was four, isn't going to get his ass kicked on a schoolyard someday. He might. But what I do know is he's not going to be scared when somebody approaches him if somebody tries to get – because he's been in, you know, solid grappling matches. And every now and then, like, yeah. you'll see it. Like, two kids will lose their temper. You know what I mean? It goes from, like, a nice, fun roll to, like, somebody Zero gets pissed off. Real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, if it gets out of hand, obviously the coach will step in. But the couple of times and, – and now my kid's done it long enough that he doesn't lose his temper anymore. But he lost his temper a couple of times. And it's funny because I've been at a couple different places – 
the coaches obviously all know me, and they'd kind of always look at me when it happened, and I'm just like, let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let them work out of this. They got to get yeah. through it. So, anyway, I, I won't sit here and spend hours telling you about the virtues of, of martial arts training for your kid, but I honestly do 100% believe in it. So, don't be afraid of it. Uh, if you're like, oh, I don't know. They're not punching each other in the head at, at five years old. They're not doing that. They're learning some great things. I will say, where my kid is training right now, it's – and, and you, he touched on a lot of great places. Geography is he's a big went, part well, of it. I was going to say, he's been both the places that he mentioned so as listen, well. So, listen, I've been to – my kids started at Extreme Couture because I wanted him to see wrestling. You know, the, yeah. obviously the great wrestling in Extreme Couture. Yeah. Um, then when he was ready to start jiu-jitsu, I took him to Syndicate um, because that's where – uh, Roxanne Motiferi was teaching at yep. the time. She's phenomenal with kids, yep. as you can imagine, because he wanted She's to put like a, a gi on. Kid She's a giant kid herself. So that was where he started his gi training. Then after he was there for a year, I took him to Drysdale's yep. um, because I wanted him to see what like a hardcore jujitsu gym is, right? Like, I mean, the people that are doing the intricate new level, you know, yep. that kind of stuff, and see that. Um, and then most recently. Um, and I'd always told Alex Davis, who's a good friend of ours, um, you know, noted MMA manager, of course, helped start American Top Team. Um, he had always talked about moving here and opening a school. And he was like, when, when I do, you have to take your son uh, to my school. And I said, absolutely. And so he came, and I lived up to that promise. I said, let's go. But I will say, uh, been there about a year and been incredibly impressed with what they're doing. It's an, it's an American, a top, American Top Team affiliate in Henderson. So um, it's, it's great. I think they call it ATT Nevada or ATT Las Vegas. But it's phenomenal. Alex himself is out there. His son is a lead instructor there. They, another one of Alex's black belts is teaching there. And what's amazing is, um, and I haven't seen this at any of the places, and no disrespect to the other places because they were all great schools, but I will say something that's happened in American Top Team. I think it's because it's so new and they're still growing. I mean, there's times where there may be like, 20 kids on the mat and there's three black belts on the mat teaching you know what I mean you don't get that very yeah. often where you have that level of like black belts interacting so um, that's a great and that's in Henderson but all those schools are great and I would say just yeah you haven't met, you haven't named anyone that isn't wouldn't be that's you'd it. be all lucky of, to get in the door all of them were great man they all <laughs> yeah. had their own you know things about them that were yeah. amazing and so I would say honestly just geography especially just starting out if, if the kids yeah. just starting out like so look to go to to go to Henderson. It's a twenty five minute drive yep. back and forth each way. But we do it because you know and that's Alex where is Alex's a friend. Place and, is. Yeah, exactly because Alex is a friend and because it, the training is good. But we drove. You know, it was thirty minutes to Drysdale's while we were trying that. So yeah. like we're I mean we're kind of hardcore, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just starting out. Just find something close to you. See what yeah. see what's the closest. So Drysdale's to you. is more sort of I would say centrally located in Vegas. It's Sahara Rainbow and Rainbow like and Sahara. Sahara. Yeah. So that's central. Uh, Extreme and Syndicate are more on the south side of They're town. They're really close together. You know, south. You know, so by the two fifteen. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a couple other small ones that you know we said. Um, who is it? Zangief has a place. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's more on the east well, side of a, town. That's on the east side. That's closer to the airport. Yeah. Um, there's a couple. So great there's definitely a few. There. But I mean, if you can make it to the ones that, uh, if they can make it to the ones that was mentioned here, you can't go wrong. You really, really can't go wrong. But if you want to go Roxy, I mean, there's. I mean, I think we've said from day one, there's nobody better that if a kid's nervous to get started oh. in jujitsu. Roxy is where you want to send them to get started. To let them fun. get comfortable. Let it be fun. And then when they understand what they're getting their, their head into, then maybe if you want to switch something, that might be a good start. But I think any of those places would be a great place to start. And I know. think, too, just remember, and obviously he's not talking about his own kids. He's talking about a friend's kids. But I'll just say if it is your kids, don't be competitive when they're that young. Dude, just let them go out there and have fun. Have fun. You know what I mean? They're going to make mistakes and, and you know, they're going to. 
be upset, uh, cry, uh, Mac, whatever, you Ma- know, but they get over it. <laughs> Max Roshkoff, who uh, is a phenomenal trainer as well, he's doing uh, obviously signed with Bellator recently. Um, he actually still helps teach at a, at a wrestling gym here. It's like a primarily wrestling yeah. academy. But Max was at Drysdale's when we first went there, and Max is Max was actually at Extreme Couture for a little extreme. while, and then he went to Drysdale's, yeah. and he is uh, he is a phenomenal coach. Uh, and I still I, to, to, to this day, man, I still think uh, uh, you know I would happily have my kid train under Max Roshkoff. But I remember him. Um, telling me that he's had to tell parents before, like that their kid's like six or seven years old. And it's like, bro, you're about 10 years away from this even mattering. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, stop, like back yeah. away and just let them enjoy it. Let, let them learn it. it. Let them, let them have fun with it. And it's so true. You know what I mean? I mean, especially, I mean, I've seen your kid try a bunch of different little sports. I think every kid, I know when I was a kid and I did ba- baseball, track, football, basketball, you know, some, some parts stuck, some didn't, you right. know, don't, if you love MMA, don't push that on your kid. That's right. Let your kid, if your kid loves it, then support the kid. Yep. You know, but it, it's a great avenue for exercise, for building self-confidence. Um, and, and if they get some skills to smash some fucking faces, that's Let's really cool it. too. <laughs> but um, just like anything, and, and it's probably preaching to the choir. I think most people understand you don't want to force your kids and do whatever. But especially in this particular sport um, where it is so physical, if it's not for your kid, it's not for your kids, and, okay. okay. and that's okay. That's okay. Get them into another sport, yep. <laughs> you know. But if they do like it, man, good on them. You know, especially starting that young, four, five, six. I mean, that's amazing. That that'd be so cool. And that's why we're seeing those kids now coming to the UFC as complete just badasses. Oh, it's just unreal, bro. I mean, we talk about it, but it's so true. Like it's so crazy. You're, dude, oh, so at the so. It was on the prelims. We didn't even – so it was kind of cool, actually, this past weekend when I was talking about the, the grappling show, um, and actually CFFC as well. The UFC Facebook page streamed uh, the prelims of the grappling and the prelims of uh, the CFFC, That's like, cool. for free. You didn't even have to have Fight Pass. But we had one match that we didn't stream, but it was kids. It was, like, two five-year-old kids. Holy cow. But in, and I get it. The UFC is like, ah, we don't want to show that. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, you can imagine the crowd was so into it, right? Yeah. And these kids, for five years old – we're high level, bro. They were badasses. Awesome. They were scrambling. But we, Dean and I were talking. It was so true. Like, if at five years old, you walk out onto a stage with bright lights, a crowd full of people, a packed house, television cameras, and you cameras, and you grapple another human being, like, tell me what's going to intimidate you yeah. in life. I mean, that's true. Nothing. Like, what are you going to go do? Like. I'm kind of scared about that, bro. It makes me nervous. Like, makes you nervous. Yeah. Remember when you did that? Like. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. I mean, in three, I think three weeks is week nine or whatever of the contenders. There's going to be a 17 year old mm-hmm. going for a comp, going for a contract. That kid has whole entire life. There's been the UFC and there's been people doing high level mixed martial arts. Kids starting this age, it's Beast. just just unreal, unreal what they're able to do when they get to the real age. Oh, well, I talked to his opponent. I got an interview. I'll have that coming out next week. But I was talking to him about the, the age. I was like. What? He's like, was that weird? Like, hey, we want you to fight a 17-year-old. He's like, dude, I'm trying to get in the USC. I'll fight a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and that being said, this kid does not look like a normal 17-year-old. I mean, no, like he's big. No, no, no. He's, he's big for his size, but still the age. For sure. I mean, sure. who knows? Well, that's it might ca- be like one of those pitchers that's like 23, but he's like, no, he's 13. I promise. <laughs> I promise. He's 13. Well, that, see, that's the type of uh, discussion, by the way. If you join us at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, 
you, you get that type of in-depth yeah. analysis, and we'll, we'll answer you your personal question? questions. We got you. We got you. We got you. We got you, Frank Dukes. All right, listen. Uh, Dukes of Frank. <laughs> UFC uh, is in Paris this week. Historic, Paris. historic show for the uh, for the company. Um, not a pay per view, but I mean, it, it's doing good at the top. I mean, obviously, they work together. It, it, we we always just say this was basically like the international New York, right? Like it was the one place that was holding out that wouldn't legalize the sport. They finally legalized the sport. Uh, and they're going there this weekend for a show that uh, I don't hate these European fight nights, baby. Prelims yep. start at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, main card starts at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's all on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I, I like waking up and just first thing in the morning, throw some coffee on. Coffee fights are fights. on. Let's go, man. Should I, should, I, should, I, should I say what our boy Abby had over there? Just to just to have fun and tease him and throw him under the bus. Absolutely. So Abby's over in Paris. Of course, that's he's what covered we do. for MMA because that's what we do. He's over there in uh, Paris, and so I reached out. You know, me just being the jackass that I am, I said, "Hey, bro, how the, how are those French fries?" Just joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's in Paris. Uh-huh. Here, they French just call him fries. They just call him fries. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, oh, he's gonna tell me about all this great stuff he's had, and he's like, I had Five Guys yesterday, <laughs> and they were exceptional. <laughs> I was like, you mean Five Guys? Five Guys? Like. Bro, you're in Paris. Went so to I'm Paris hoping and had some American burgers. <laughs> so I'm hoping here he goes to uh, Burger King. Maybe uh, <laughs> he's got to go to McDonald's to get, get the Royale, Royale with cheese. cheese. You know, so hopefully have some Instagram. But yeah, that, that that tickled me. I was like, this motherfucker's in Paris and, and he's going. And I, I forgive Abby, but we by would the all way, do the same. We, yeah, we we, we would we, do the same. We understand the reality. There's a couple realities about life on the road. First is. You do have a budget of what you have to uh, yes. dine within, of course. And, you know, unless you're willing to go out of pocket. If you want to go out of pocket, go eat wherever you want. Yeah. But if the company's paying, you got, you know, you got a budget. You and got limits. And, and listen, sometimes when you're when it's time for dinner, like it, you're late because you've been working all day, and there's only a couple things open. So I forgive Abby yeah. Savon, but it is funny. And, and plus, you know, depending on the location, we also go to areas thinking like, oh. I can easily walk down the street and read the signs and then understand what's in the menu, right. what's in the place. Ooh. You really can't. Not always. So I understand that if I see a Five Guys, I'm like, I know what their menu is going to be. Or, I also see that it's written in English. Or maybe what happened was he saw the sign and was like, this looks like an incredible French bistro. <laughs> and, he, and he walked in. He's and like, they might have some cool name. Like, like, he's like, I'm looking for something on a baguette. <laughs> Maybe you know, maybe some kind of local farm sustained uh, protein in there, and they're like, "Bro, you're at Five Guys. I'm giving you a cheeseburger." You're like, oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna have to find out what Five Guys is in um, uh, French, and maybe he, maybe he saw the sign. And he's like, "Oh, this looks, this could be something." <sighs> Too five, funny. Five Five Amis. <laughs> Oh, uh, too funny. Oh, but what? Hey, by the way, speaking of five guards, speaking of international that dining, that doesn't sound good at all. What did we just find out that uh, Nando's is coming to Texas? Nando's, yes. Somebody pointed out that uh, Nando's is now is uh, coming in with two locations in Houston, which is uh, unfortunately still very far from Vegas. Oh, but next time we're in Houston for a pay per view event, I will definitely get some Nando's. Oh boy. Oh man, we have some love for Nando's. Pay my own way to I get was there. Gonna, <laughs> it's funny enough because I was gonna be like, Abby, see if there's a Nando's over there in Paris. And if so, go. Go there. It's better than Five Guys. <laughs> five Guys, though. No two, disrespect to Five Guys. Five Guys is actually good. Five Guys is really good. I, I mean, Five every, Guys in Paris. Maybe it's really good. Cause, well, one thing, too. Remember, because we've always said this, too. The, the ingredients of the products are different in the different countries. That's true. Ketchup is different in one country that's than true. it is here. 
I bet the meat's fantastic. So maybe the, maybe the burger is absolutely outrageous. But yeah, I just took somebody for the first time in and out the other day. And they're like, well, I've been hearing so much about this. This is really, it's good. I mean, it's good. They're like, but what about five guys? You know, and I'm just like, you hear so much about whatever things. Yeah, yeah. You know, in and out is decent. But five guys is decent, is a decent burger. I like five guys. I like all the little ingredients and stuff you could put. But in France, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Cinco of Cinco. I don't think, definitely not Cinco. Yeah. All right. Cyril Gaon versus Ty Tuivasa in the main event. Let's talk about this one. I got a chance to talk to both guys earlier in the week. Uh, first of all, Cyril Gaon. Um, Sink. Sink? Sink. Sink. I-N-Q. I think. Sink. Well, it's, I, I, it says the word guys is gars unless this Google translates wrong. Sink gars. That would not make me want to go no, in there. No, that's definitely not in there. I'm like, no, no. I think somebody could give us a better French translation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so Cyril God versus Ty Tuivasa. I spoke to both guys earlier. Uh, Cyril, to his part, number one, uh, taking the loss, of course, from January in stride. Said, listen, I think that's a good thing for me. You know, it just showed me I've got to get fired up. You know, of course, it, it upset me at first, but then it just made me realize, like, look, I've got to focus more. Uh, it just kind of fueled me a little bit. The things you want to hear from somebody. Um, did talk to him about, hey, what about – you know, nerves or pressure or expectations of, I mean, this is the USC's first show in France and you're up at the top of the car. And he was like, no, nah, man, listen, I'm just, I'm going to do my job. And of course I want to put on a show and all that, but you know, I, I got to win for my own career. And so I, I don't feel any added pressure or anything like that. Um, you know, meanwhile, Ty Tuivasa, as you would expect, you know, Ty doesn't overthink things in terms of where it means and what it puts him. And he's like, yeah, hey, you know, I would like a title shot and he's kind of deserving. And it is interesting, right? So, I mean, we, we you know, Asked Dana White last night at the contender series, what do you think? Are you looking at this as a number one contender fight? And he's like, well, you know, let's let the fights happen first and, and, and we'll figure it out. But as I wrote for Sports Illustrated, it is a little bit murky. Just a little name drop so let me there. pick that up right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it is a little bit murky, right? Because if Ty wins, I think you have a hard time denying him, you know, that he could be next. Now, he might have to sit around and wait because you still got Steve Miocic, you still got John Jones there. If Cyril wins, it's incredibly murky because they just had a fight uh, in January for the title, although it was a close fight. So this is one of those ones, and it's funny because if, you know, just kind of looking ahead, the co-main event is in a very similar position where Robert Whitaker versus Martin Matori is an incredibly good fight, yeah. an incredibly meaningful fight. I mean, if you look at this, we're talking about number one versus number three at heavyweight. We're talking about number one versus number two at middleweight so you're talking about two very very meaningful fights and two fun fights that I'm incredibly interested in the problem is it's one of those ones where you're like well what does the winner get you're like well it just kind of depends you got to sit back and see how everything else plays out and that's always they a little just hold their spot yeah exactly <laughs> like oh cool you won so you're still there like that's that I know that does kind of suck as you're like telling yeah. storylines or what's on the line I mean it is important because yep. if you want a title shot, you got to still stay there. You know, yep. it's just you're not going to get it right away. But um, I don't know. This main event, huge odds in Cyril Gaon's favor. Um, I will say, first of all, as I, I look at it right not, now, a little surprised. It was like minus, minus 540. Yeah. yeah, it's like minus 540, 550. Yeah. Now, that's a lot, especially against a guy in Tai Tuivasa that one shot can lay you out. Um, I will say, I think it looks to me, you know, and again, I'm not the big gambling expert, but I did see like. You know, the odds that it won't go the distance, I kind of like those because even yeah, a good one. whether Ty wins or loses, like I don't see Ty going five rounds with yeah. Cyril Gaon, right? Like I don't think he has the pace to do that. And I did see that like Cyril Gaon by TKO was plus money, which I don't really see if Gaon wins. Like I don't really see him obviously knocking Ty out, 
But I could certainly see Ty getting a little tired in round three or four or yeah. something like that, and, and, and Cyril takes him down and is able to pound him out there, you know. So yeah. I, I don't see that. So anyway, I, I have a hard time laying minus 550, but I can if I can find a way to get, you know, some close to even or maybe plus money on it. I like Cyril in this fight. I think he's the right pick. But Ty, yeah. five straight knockouts. You could see him knocking one out here too. There's got to be some money that's going to come at the very end before. I think with that being su- – with him being such a big underdog, I, I agree. I think it's the right call. Um, it's going to move. That It's not going to – I have to, I just feel like it can't be that big by the time we get to showtime. That being said, you know, since I, I feel kind of bad because um, – after his last fight, I was like, man, I want to pick Ty in his next fight. He's just – I just can't – can't, can't take away his, his chin. You can't take away his power. Everybody on our staff is picking Cyril. Right. And I was like, oh, man, you know, well, shoot, I'm going to go for Ty. I'm going to go for Ty. Uh, but then I'm like, now that I have the little bit of the lead and we're starting to get towards the end of the year, I was like, do I play now it Now you're safe? starting to play the game. Do I start playing it safe? Now you're starting to gain the system. But, you know, so what the final straw that made me decide that I was going to go Cyril – uh, was the odds? Yeah. The odds makers usually it's a nice. I wouldn't. I would say never just blindly look at the odds and say, okay, this guy's the favorite. I'm clearly going to pick him because sometimes it does not work. But for them to just make him such a big one, it was just enough for me to say, okay, screw it. You're going to play it safe eventually. Play it safe. Go with it, everybody else. But in my heart of hearts, I want to pick Ty for this, but I yeah. don't want to put my record <laughs> with the staff picks on the line. For this particular one, but if I had to pick a spiritual pick for this one, or where my heart's at, uh, I'm picking Ty. For I this. think. Well, I think everybody does, and that's no disrespect to Cyril. Like Cyril's great, yeah. and he's no, he's I mean, fun. That's what your head should pick. But Ty, your, your well, I mean, you want to see Cyril. the dude scale in the cage and yeah. down in the shoey and oh shucks and just talking about whatever you know what yep. I mean. So that last fight of his, it was just he he showed so much heart, and I mean, and he's already a fan favorite anyways. Yeah. But I mean. I could never pick against Derek, but, you know, like, that was, like, tough. But, like, seeing Derek have some good things and then just have, you know, Ty just be like, thanks for coming. Now we're going to put you down. To your to your, to your your point on the odds, though, like, and, and I'm sure somebody has, has tracked this and mathematically, but I can just tell you as a casual observer, like, I think it, the stats I see is that in MMA, I think favorites score at about 65%. But when you like, I'm sure somebody has broken it out. But when you go to fights that are like minus 300, minus 400, minus 500, I guarantee you it's higher than 65 percent yeah. for the favorite. You know what I mean? When the odds get like that, there's a reason yeah. everybody's looking at it. Now, the great thing about MMA is anything can happen. That's what's so fun, right? Especially yep. a heavyweight with a slugger like Ty. But yeah, you're absolutely right. When lines get like that. There's a reason. For I would it. be surprised. I mean, it takes quite a bit to move it. I mean, I could maybe enough money will come in. People just believe so much with Cyril. And I think as more staff picks go, I guess it can kind of be that as well. People look at people that they think are experts in the field. And if everybody's picking Cyril, I could see where maybe that would drive it up. But, you know, with degenerate gamblers out there, I, I would not be surprised if this gets brought back down to like maybe a, like a plus, I'm sorry, like a minus 350, maybe a minus 400, dropping a little bit. I don't think it's going to stay that high. But you never know. I mean, if it, everything goes um, and it drives it up, there's always some sort of balance. Somebody's going to give some sort of odds that makes people want to put on the opposite side. So that, And all it takes is just a few big whales to throw enough money that will drive the line down. So here's one, and, and I'll, let's go on to the co-main because I, I'm, I'm a little – I think part of this might just be because I am a Marvin Vittori homer as well. Yeah. But Marvin Vittori, it, 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 plus 195, plus 200? 
That's tempting to me, and, I, and I'm not trying to take away from Robert Whitaker, man. Right. Robert Whitaker is phenomenal, and you know he went through that little period where he was a little burned out and he was having some issues, but he is back. Yep. But Robert Whitaker at minus two thirty, Marvin Vittoria plus one ninety five. I like getting me Marvin Vittori as an underdog in this spot, man. Maybe yeah. I'm – and, again, I think it – you know, I, I am a Marvin Vittori homer. There's something about the little hot-headed Italian that just cracks me up, man. I, I, but um, he's a good fighter, and it, 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 those kind of odds, that's kind of tempting too. Yeah, I mean, when I look at these two, I mean, it's it's hard to not uh, be drawn in by Marvin's passion. I mean, yeah. like during fight week, he gets so amped up, and it's just – uh, there's no filter. I mean, it, you can tell immediately what is on his head and where his heart is at. You know, I mean, he just he just wears it completely right there on his sleeve. Um, my head did make me want to go. I pick Robert on this one. Yeah. I just feel like um, I think he has more power in his hand that if he can catch him on that one time. But, I mean, Marvin's tough. I mean, Marvin, he's got a good chin on him. He's not one to just, you know, get knocked out um, easily. So, I think it's going to be on Robert. If, if the Robert we know – is in there, and the robber that was a champ shows up. I think he's as good as anybody in the division, um, and I think that's why I kind of went that way. But, you know, Marvin being Marvin, um, you never know. You never know. All it takes is is wearing uh, Bobby Knuckles down to where that power goes away. And Marvin's got cardio for days, man. He's got heart for days. I mean, it could be either way. I mean, I could see where this – gets even maybe a little bit closer where it's more like an even sort of push I think between so. I, the two. That's what I think. I think there's yeah. going to be a little swing there. I know Marvin is excited to be fighting in Europe. You know, more of his fans can make it over there. I think yeah. that's a big opportunity for him. Very European flavor to this card, as, sure. as you would expect. I yeah. will say uh, Charles Rodin versus Nathaniel Wood, that should be an absolute banger yeah. uh, that kicks off the main card. The uh, scratch your head, why the hell is this one? Is the the Nasruddini Mavov and Joaquin Buckley on the prelims, again, I'm not one of those – Dudes that cares too much about card construction, and I understand they move things around a little bit, but that's one that, like, yeah, maybe throw that one on the main card. Maybe throw that one on the main card. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, I mean, besides, what was it? The Jarno Aarons and William Gomez. Yeah. That's a yeah. French play. It's a French play. Yeah, that's <laughs> a French that's, play. <laughs> that's only the local is on there on the main card. I think it's got to be. So, uh, anyway, look. They're like, a, you must give at least one, a second one. It's it's a it's a card that, um, like I said, the top two are incredible. Uh, again, there should be some entertainment value on it. And if you're in the United States, it's early in the day, which I'll be honest, man. I like the early cards. I mean, we listen, this is what we do every weekend of our lives. So, I'm yeah. not one that goes, it's so hard for me to stay up and watch fights. I mean, you know. This one's it's, good. It's good. I like early morning. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I can still spend the evening with my family, go have some dinner or whatever. You know, it's uh. I like it. And you're right. The, I mean, the main co-main, both of those are headline-worthy fights. Either one of those could headline a card somewhere, and it yep. just happens to be over in Paris. And then the action shifts back to Las Vegas for UFC 279. How's oh, that, that versus is it, Nate Diaz? Is that a good one? T-Mobile Arena. Did I don't even – did I share with you? I've, I've made a, um, what I think is the right decision, but Uh-oh. a tough one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I will not be there on fight night. Shut up. Even though it's at T-Mobile Arena what, in Las a, Vegas. Is there a CFFC somewhere? Uh, six months ago, I think, maybe less than that, but a long time ago, uh, I bought tickets for my family to go see Imagine Dragons at Allegiant Stadium on oh. September 10th, and it's my kid's favorite band. Um, he loves them, and it's something that we planned together as a family. And then the fight got announced, and I was like, damn it. My luck, it's on the same damn night in Las Vegas. What am I going to do? Uh, and I Ooh, made Parkins the decision. Be a bitch then. What's that? Parking's going to be. Yeah, a I got to. In fact, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to buy parking ahead of time. Oh, my um, goodness. I, uh, I made the decision that, you know what? 
uh, as much as I'd love to be there on fight night, there will always be more fights. There will only be so many number of nights. (laughs) That's going to be Nate Diaz's last fight. Last UFC fight. There are only so many number of nights to make memories with your family and to have experiences for your kid. I I, I can tell you this. Tony Ferguson's last fight, too. Hold on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, We're going to have two guys retiring. You know, and, and you know what? It'd be a shame, man. It would be a shame, but I, I think I stand confident in my decision. Had no, it, it's good. You know what? Had it been had it been something that I would do. You know, sometimes do, concerts get canceled. They, they do. Uh, let's see. And if it does, then I'll be there. I'll <laughs> then be I'll there. Be I mean, listen, I'm still going to cover the whole week with everything. This is honestly what I thought. I'll be honest As long with as you're there for media day. If Yeah, I'll be there for media day. So you don't have to ask <laughs> questions. Yeah, I got it. Uh, you know, no, you know um, here, here's, here was honestly my thing. Let, let's say like um it was one of my favorite bands and it couldn't obviously because one of them's no longer with us but like the beastie boys i love the beastie boys yeah. like let's say it was a band that i love that was playing that night and i had tickets to a concert i wanted to go to uh, and not that i don't want to go see imagine dragons i do I, I like imagine dragons but it's my kid's favorite band i think if it was my plans that i had made i would cancel my plans to go cover the event but since it's a plan that i made based around my son i think the right thing to do is to understand that there will be other nights to go cover fights and take it with the family yeah where you guys uh where your tickets at oh uh, i got yeah so i got sick so uh what i figured was i think it's like uh like the i think it's the second section if i remember right but it's all the way back so it's all but i figured like just get the straight forward. on view yeah, 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 yeah. Get, it, whereas like especially for him because he can take in the whole thing like he's never been to a big stadium concert you know what i mean whereas like us we might want to be on like the side a little bit so you'd be a little side closer, closer. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. you could be like obviously if, if it you know if it was like me and you or something, we'd be down on the floor. We'd be down, whatever. Um, I'm actually going to Nine Inch Nails actually the next week, which I can't. Oh, we, me and Tony geez. are jumping in. We're, we got pit tickets. He, to, Tony, to, Tony, Tony, hook me up. So my, you don't want to do MMA, so you go do a pit. Yeah, <laughs> you go to a Nine Inch Nails uh, pit. I, I love going to the Nine Inch Nails pit now because I'm the old dude. I used to be You're the teenager. Oh, I used to be like the teenager and the 20 year old that was like, like, what are these crazy adults? Like now I'm the crazy adult <laughs> that just doesn't give up. Uh, so we're doing that the following week. So I got two concerts within oh, a week. Funny. But but yeah, so I figured, you know what, since it's my kid, like first big stadium show, let's get the straight on view a little bit further back, but he can see like the whole presentation and all that. So Oh, that's cool. So yes, I will be covering all the fight week, but I will not be covering the fight itself nah, unless something happens. Unless something happens. I mean, stuff does happen. I mean, but that's all right. I mean, it, 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 I mean, your heart's in the right spot. You're doing the right thing. I'm just saying it's more than likely going to be two retirements that night. All right, thanks. I appreciate you. <laughs> Right. Well, now now I'm going to go off and question everything. And, and uh, No, you're regret, making the right decision. Regret my decision. I've nev- I never got to see a con- I never saw – well, granted, not that my father – my father was much older. But, like, I never saw a concert with my dad yeah. or my mom or any – well, maybe my brothers, maybe maybe one of them. No, maybe not. So, I mean, that is – it's that's some core memory shit. You know, yeah. that's good. You Stuff know? that's with you, man, I figure. I'm like, oh, man, that concert I went to and dad got real drunk. This could be that concert. Oh, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> No, I'll be better. Let's do it with my kid. I'll just be- I mean, better. Remember my dad got kind of drunk. Kind of drunk. Yeah, kind of drunk. drunk. There it is. Remember dad got real buzzed. I don't know, though, man. Those $18 beers, man, they make it awfully tough to enjoy too much. Well, that's when you sneak some stuff in. Oh, good point. Just got to be creative. Got to set the example for how my son how to, <laughs> <laughs> how to steal. The son. Here's how you get Let's work this out. Here's how you get it in. Oh, uh, I like it. Terrible, terrible. That's All right. cool. So that's what we got going on. Uh, Yeah, listen. Make sure patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. We'll do the and a half. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll come over here and watch it. Maybe we can get together for the and a half. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm, yeah, even for that. Or I was going to say you're more welcome to come watch the whole fights. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll come watch over here and we can watch it and, and do the, uh, the and a half show yeah, together. Yeah. And then uh, I, I guess 
I'll be honest, I guess next week uh, for UFC 279, I'll probably have to record it on Sunday because I'll probably come home and then have to watch the fights. Or Unless everybody was so enamored with the all cold copy no, version of the crazy. So everybody at Patreon.com slash MMA Roadshow, you vote. Maybe we'll put up a poll no, over there. If you're I like, will I take the site down. I will take the site down. So we maybe that a was a like, one and done. <laughs> like, now I need to drink. I'm now stuck I'm, at Allegiant Stadium. There's no yeah, way for me to leave I'll Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> All right, listen. Enjoy the fights this weekend. We'll uh, we'll be together again next week. We'll have the and a half this weekend. Sounds like we'll uh, have it all there. Maybe we'll see. We'll who, we'll see who's coming to town next week. Maybe we'll have uh, some. Uh, Ooh, maybe we have somebody with us next true. week. There's got to be some some fun people. Well, and Hot T still owes us. That's right. He stood us up last time. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll have some. We'll have a third man in the booth next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening. 